back to another episode of Protein Ramblings. Um, joined once again, it's myself, Nero, and Naomi. Hello. And we are joined by a blast from the past for this show for any of you long-time listeners. Uh, we're joined by our good friend Mark again. Hello. Been Hello. some time. It has indeed. Um, so this episode is going to be a bit of a, a retrospective look back and just, just a general chin wag on the cartoon from the 80s which some people remember some people think was a fever dream uh ulysses 31 um it's kind of weird thing i'm not sure how it came about as a concept for an episode like i just started watching it i'd message you and kind of let you know that it was all on youtube for some reason and then you started watching it and it's uh we're now here to talk about it I Definitely. One of the fondest memories, right, of, of childhood as well. Like, I, it, it brought back pure nostalgia. When you mentioned it, I was straight on to, I need to watch all of it. And just sessioned it in, what, two weeks? Yeah, <laughs> I completely. I think we, we were pretty much the same. I think this was your first time watching I, it. I'm pretty sure I'd never seen it as a child, yeah. But you, yeah, I mean, that's not saying much. You'd never seen anything that's, as a child. That's not true. I saw a lot of He-Man as as we can probably tell from previous episodes. A lot of Nightmare, a lot of Scooby-Doo. But I, I had like two brothers to compete with, so I didn't always get to watch what I wanted. That's true. So Just to put it in context though, watching watching He-Man is basically, and Scooby-Doo, it's basically like watching the same thing over and over again. <laughs> like Whatever episode it is, it's the same episode, right? Oh, yeah. Usually with the same animation. And Ulysses is like a whole other class <laughs> compared well, to that. So the interesting thing about Ulysses um, is that it's actually a collaboration between French and Japanese uh, animation studios, which is really clear. It's very got, much got that anime vibe about it. And I think also you can tell that French and Japanese people have a very different idea of what is cool for kids to watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and take a lot more drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Oh, yeah, like what the Cyclops is basically like a Gundam, right? At the yeah. very start of the whole thing, you've got this mecha thing that they have to, that they destroy. Um, and then, Jesus. I mean, the ship design itself. So, uh, so before we get into the deeps, uh, so for those that don't know, Ulysses 31 was a children's animation um, cartoon as opposed to children's animation. A non-animated animation. Not, cartoon, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, that was a weird sentence. But uh, it was created by uh, Nina Walmark and Jean Chalopin. Uh, who is also one of the creative minds behind Jason the Wheel Warriors and Babylon 5. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Random. It's, 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 it's a right. He's Jean Chalopin uh, is, is like um, responsible for a lot of the, the lot of the stuff that came, like I think he was very tied to uh, Deke Entertainment for a while as well um, out of France. Um, and He thinks a lot of crazy things happen in space, basically. <laughs> and um, the music was by Shecky Levy, I believe his name was. Um, it was uh, a cartoon that was inspired by the Odyssey of uh, Greek mythology, um, mm -hmm. Homer's Odyssey. Um, epic poetry, am I correct? Yeah. 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 Um, I, I refer to Naomi for all things literary. Yes, I did classical That's what civilization. Was doing, instead of watching cartoons as a book. Yeah. <laughs> I was reading epic know. poetry as a seven-year-old. Classic. <laughs> That's Naomi. why I'm such an interminable bore as an adult. Um, so it was originally, uh, it was kind of came into concept and was um, made at the tail end of the seventies, early end of the eighties, and was originally released in 1981 and aired through to 1982, which is before my time um but did get uh, so it was actually quite big in the in europe obviously being a french studio it probably got a little bit more traction over here um but just adjust that slightly 
Um, people, people who can't see the video are going to be like, yeah, I know, but it was, it was a, yeah, okay, it was bothering me. Um, <laughs> it was a camera. It was a camera. But yeah, it, it, it didn't really get much traction in the US, surprisingly. It was, uh, it, it went over there, but never really kind of got re-aired and syndicated a lot. Whereas, really? Yeah. It, um, I will link to it in the show notes, actually. I don't know if you know Toy Galaxy on uh, uh, YouTube. They do a really good show on it, and they talk a bit more detail about like um, the the factual history. And we're not about facts here; we're about riffing uh, opinions, and opinions. Strong I opinions. If it wasn't, I wonder if it wasn't deemed suitable for children. I mean, actually, I could, like having watched it recently, like yeah. I'm surprised it was shown to kids. In, in, it's, yeah, it's not, and I can see America being a bit more like picky about that. Yeah, mm. it's not a kind of bright, cheery, moral, messagey kid show, which a lot no. of eighty stuff was, wasn't it? You know, no. like He-Man, you were just mentioning, like at the end of every He-Man episode, he, he walked on and was like, now d- today, children, we learned that uh, friendship is a great tool to, you know, and, and or like, no, don't smoke. There's yeah. like a yeah. no smoking <laughs> He-Man bit. And it's like, what is this moral message? It doesn't apply to the show. Mm. Ulysses, none of that. No, no, Ulysses, it's like the end of an episode. Oh yeah, we've just like, everyone's doomed on this planet and we're like, off, how, we, go. off we go into the void. Of- every episode as well is, God is shit, God is shit, God is shit. Like every <laughs> single time, like the gods are terrible, terrible they things that will punish you and fuck. put you through trials. Yeah. And you won't really get anything out of them. No. You'll just get another trial. I mean, it's very on brand with um, with the Odyssey. And, it, uh, it really and is, yeah, it really is. I wonder if that's the thing. Like, it really does take, even so, though not every episode kind of direct, directly relates to something from the Odyssey, it takes a lot of the kind of the mood and themes very seriously. Very much so. There's, there's something strikingly un-American about a single father as well. <laughs> With his adopted yeah. um, mixed-race yeah. children. Oh, well, yeah. he's technically yeah. not, oh a single, God, yeah. he's not a single father. Penelope is waiting for back home, and if he doesn't get back before the next comet streak has crossed the Earth, she has to marry someone else because those are the rules. This is the future we can look what forward kind of, to. <laughs> exactly, what kind of future are they living in? Where that's me, like, I, that's John, literally the first line in the first episode, yeah, isn't it? Like, uh, if I don't get home by the time this uh, comet passes, she needs to pick a new husband. And also, like, they were like, congratulations on completing the solar piece. What the <laughs> fuck is, is the solar piece? <laughs> that's never explained. It's it's just, like, that's the important thing. Is, yeah. You know, he's he finished it. So, you know. He made peace over. with the sun? John, I really, I really love earlier eras visions of what the future will be you know when like in the 20s they thought we'd all be having houses on the moon with robot servants and all that kind of thing and the, the visions the, this vision of the future is that somewhere between now and the 31st century there was this massive pagan heathen revival Absolutely. presumably because the gods proved to be real and everyone was like well okay i guess we have to worship you <laughs> Um, one thing I find really interesting, actually, is that the you, obviously the gods are there, and but you're never really sure if the gods are really gods or just suitably technologically advanced uh, beings. Ooh, because yeah. it, the thing, you know, it's that saying that any um, air species that's far enough technologically in front of us, uh, to us it would seem like magic. And I think maybe they're aliens. Yeah. Well, I think a yeah. really good epi- a really good um, case in point for this is the Sisyphus episode. You know when he's he's yeah. he's putting the boulders into the pit. So like um, uh, obviously in the original Odyssey, what was Sisyphus? I don't think Sisyphus was in the Odyssey. I think he was maybe Ovid's Metamorphosis. I could be wrong. So okay. don't take me for it. But I don't remember Sisyphus in the Odyssey. But his his deal was he had to push a boulder up a hill forever yeah. because the gods are petty as fuck. So in this deal, he he's basically trapped at the bottom of a sand pit. Think the Sarlacc pit in Return of the Jedi, and he's got like boulders keep running down. He's got to like 
but they stop just before they fall in the pit and he's got to kind of hoof them into the pit. Um, and as the episode transpires and you, like he tries to trick Ulysses and get away and they fall into the pit and they see that underneath the pit it's actually just a big recycling machine where the same scrap gets molded into new balls and delivered by a giant mantis. Well, it was fucking hilarious. It's a machine that makes bowlers. Everything was sensible and made sense up that point and then yeah. the ball gets reformed and then a giant praying mantis just picks it up and drops it up to the top. <laughs> That's it. It's just like, what in the, where in the creative boat? Like, who was just like, oh, so... In the process where the French animators sent it to the Japanese uh, <laughs> production company and they were like, where, where's Giant Robot? Yeah. yeah. You, haven't, you haven't got any kaiju in this space yeah. epic. Yeah. But it, that the whole thing of like, it's just machinery at work underneath. It's not really, you know, it's not like God's powers being omnipotent, omnipotent and all powerful. It's just like a really advanced machine that they've constructed and for some reason has a giant mantis in it. Um, yeah, it, it, that's, that's the one episode that really made me think maybe these guys aren't actually gods. They're just really powerful aliens that like fucking with people. So what we're saying is <laughs> it's, it's an ancient alien scenario. Fucking yeah. Jimmy Rage and Alien. They've created a space, like in space, that's not space. space. You know, like, like it's so ocean like <laughs> in its. Because it's got like icebergs and oh, yeah, the, a reef. The, 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 and the cosmic glaciers. That, cosmic glaciers, yeah. yeah. Cosmic glaciers, that, yeah, exactly. That's, that, that sentence tracks so fucking bad. You know, they've created <laughs> yeah. a space in space that's not space. <laughs> but it does sum it up. Like some of the, yeah. the quote planets, unquote, they go to are just kind of chunks of land floating in space. They have no atmosphere. They, you know, that. <laughs> <laughs> just like little islands in space. Well, yeah, like the because uh, yeah. 80s, like we knew space, we knew about yeah, we've been to the moon, but um, it was really it, it's really interesting, like because yeah, you've got the episode where they 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 go to the Sphinx because you know we just got to throw some Egyptian stuff in here to really further that ancient alien side of things, <laughs> um, and that is just a pyramid in space, yeah, with the Sphinx on the bottom of it. It's just floating. I mean, there we and, can't prove that there isn't something like that out there. I mean, Laura, like if you want to go with the law of um, probability in space being infinite, it is out there, right? Yeah, everything yeah, you can imagine is out there. <laughs> Winged lion creatures living out somewhere. Um, oh god, if that is true, then somewhere out there, Ulysses thirty-one is actually taking place for real, right? I mean, potentially, yeah. yeah. If you, you accept, infinite you know, the, yeah, the yeah. multiverse, infinite possibilities. You just remind me as well, like a weird connection that runs throughout the whole thing is actually loads of them are single fathers, like throughout the whole, I hadn't even thought about this before now, but like there's the Sphinx and his daughter. Yeah. And then there's another. The guy you know, with the, the wins. I think the yeah, mother exactly. is in that. She's just not a very good mother. Well, he's not a very good oh, father, yes, to be yeah. fair. Right. <laughs> um, but then you do, there are, I'm sure there are other episodes with um, like just fathers. Well, it's um, a very fairy tale the, element you take yeah. away the parents so the kids can have adventures you um know? that was the other one the uh the one with the minotaur that's two fathers with two like a son mm. and a daughter there's no mother in that one more bad parenting yeah i mean you know they send their parents they're all they, struggling with their relationship with their kids mm. yeah and, like ulysses is like obscurely like curt with telemachus that's because you telemachus ulysses has no personality beyond stoic spaceman so there's no way he could possibly bond with this child and no one can use fucking contraction like verbal contractions in in the future everyone will speak in very correct grammar there's no i can't do this or it won't happen i cannot no no casual namings everyone's father and my son yeah i mean so they're formulaic but like Mm. you know he's always like Telemachus wants to leave the ship with him for some point, and mm. Ulysses is like, "No, 
you stay here and do nothing or whatever. <laughs> and then at some point he has to come and help him yeah. and he saved him. But still yeah. every episode, you know, this is like, no, even with, um, uh, oh my God, I've forgotten the space girl's name now uh, as well. Yumi? Yumi. Yumi, yes. Yeah. Even with Yumi, same thing. Yeah. Even though he sees her, and, and all of a sudden at some point he's like, yes, I believe in your your psychic powers. You you must come. You yeah. Know? But like yeah. I say, that's it's kind of a fairy tale trope, but it's also obviously this is, in theory aimed at kids so you want to appeal to the kids you've got to show Telemachus as this resourceful little Shit. spunky kid <laughs> not some annoyance that really you would be sick of after Uber 10 years in space area, I mean, child. To, to be fair if I was Ulysses and I'm going traveling doing all my shit and blah, 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 I would be pretty stoic but after like several years of the only company I have is a child and his small robot. I would be a raving lunatic. <laughs> He's about to lose his wife, remember? Yeah. As well. Yeah. May well have lost her. And all, you know. I, I mean, let's be honest. If you go by the, what was it like second to last episode, Calypso, he didn't care that much. He just to bang someone. Yeah, he was, I know. He was, he was ready to go. Like, he yeah. was DTF, man. All these kind of longing looks between these two people who have just met. Like, I'm so glad we've had this five and minutes together. How could you with that hair? So... In the in the in the Ulysses interpret Ulysses thirty one interpretation of Calypso, um, she's like they're on a crystal planet and she's got crystal hair which gets bigger when she's turned on. I don't think her head must be incredibly heavy. <laughs> I'm assuming yeah, it's well, real crystal. Well, yeah, you know it's real crystal. You know it's real crystal because she fires it off as a weapon. Oh, as, as real crystals <laughs> tend to do. They're like tarantulas. Yeah, they irritate. Yeah, early, early established in the episode, she can shoot crystals from her hair. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the juice machine at the end. She's just like, pew, 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 like what? <laughs> um, so yeah, it's 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 a very very trippy uh, animation style as well. So obviously you've got that. Um, so what's really interesting is, um, have you seen the the unaired pilot with the yeah. original animation? Different. Completely mm. different. Very much more anime Japanese yeah. style. So they made a deliberate choice after that to go back and give Elder the only characters that weren't really redesigned were Numenor, Yumi, and Nono. Everyone else was completely overhauled to give them a more uh, classic um, Western. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's, he's space BG. Ulysses, Ulysses is a BG. Yes, yeah. but the idea was to make them more in line with the Greek mythology and the the tra the traditional um portrayal of um odysseus yeah tele tele telemachus looks like an old greek statue yeah definitely even the headpiece is kind of designed to echo yeah. the sort of laurel wreath well, that well, you see people that wear. episode where they go back in time to the original ulysses from the odyssey <laughs> and it's like actually no this is not how this shit played out odysseus got back after well i mean to be fair he did kill a lot of people when he got back that's yeah true. he did but yeah. he he spent what how many years ten on it? He spent seven. Year. He spent ten years coming back from Troy to Ithaca. He spent seven of those years, um, quote unquote, trapped with Calypso, banging Calypso, um, being like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I guess I should go back to my wife, but oh hey, no, that I'm trapped. Not you for another seven yeah. years. <laughs> We've got time. time. We've got time. Um, but yeah, so in the, and, and then when he did get back, he just kind of got back and went. Hi, I'm home. I'm going again. Bye. Yeah, it was kind of. He came home. He killed all the suitors by drawing his bow. And if I recall correctly, he. Did he run them through with a spear, like all in one? I think That's so, the image yeah. in my head. And then kind of like shagged Penelope and was like, look, the gods have told me I've got to go again. It's out of my hand. <laughs> you gods. <laughs> um, but yeah, so in terms of the, the actual overall animation style, what ended up like um, was a very, very almost Doctor Who-esque levels of trippiness at some points, like with some of the visual elements, like just in the opening credits alone, 
it's like an acid fever dream at times with like the the like the super the the effects that they use for like the supernova that and bit in the opening credits where they're like flying through space and they all hold hands and form a ring like they're skydiving to me that is that's a really like 70s there's something very quintessentially 70s about that well i mean like because hey it was yeah it, it was made very much at the turn yeah. of that century century and some of the yeah. later Decade. episodes like the further through the series you go there are far more kind of trippy abstract images yeah. of like this is what it's like in space it's just swirls and colors no, it's not and noise space, remember this is like Sorry, this is the, where the, the, the space in the space, space is not space, space yeah. really comes into play because like just <laughs> the floating things that you mentioned earlier Naomi, those those things are so beautifully artistically rendered right like they're like floating platforms and things mm. and mm. the shapes and like the detail the level of detail on it again like going back to bearing with he-man which is like came out roughly the same time like the animation quality is completely different, mm. like hours and hours more went yeah. into Ulysses. And that's just the background. Oh, yeah. And I never saw them use the same uh, stuff twice. No, no, no. So like they, they, they draw distinct animation I things think, for each each episode. I think they may re- reuse some like, sh- they definitely reuse some ship stuff, like the engines firing on the ships is reused all the time. Yeah. Whenever, they pa- whenever they open the iris and power the ship forward. So actually, you should probably talk about the fucking ship. So the orders, like, I mean, you were setting yourself up for failure there, really, weren't you? Your name is Ulysses. Your son is Telemachus. You're going on a long voyage. Oh, I'm going to call my ship the Odyssey. You're just That's just being like, like, oh, why Odyssey? What's an Odyssey? And Ulysses like, it's a long, terrible journey from which only the captain of the ship returns. And they're like, and they knew about the history what? because when they went back, they <laughs> yes, knew that he yes. was his progenitor, right? So yeah, and they left from um, they left from a space Troy. base called Troy. Yeah. Yeah, which was a giant Spartan helmet, which I thought was like, oh, yeah. beautiful touch. Like, if you watch the, the original trailer, it wasn't no. either. Like, so they obviously redid it, and yeah. the ship they redid, the ship was like right, this just is, a, this a is job. The, ship, the, ship was, fans. the original ship in the pilot was a hula hoop. Yeah. It was exactly. just a hula hoop, and then they redid it to this this incredible, like, really unique design. It's really so quite it's, sinister. In another cartoon, it would be the villain ship. So the, the ship yeah, is... Krang's, like Krang's ship, yeah. right? What the thunder, the pterodome? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, it had an eye on. Oh top yeah, it did, it did. Ball, yeah. And the eye looks a lot like the eye from uh, the, so, Ulysses, uh, the Odyssey. The Odyssey, the ship is basically it's this giant kind of eyeball in the center of what is shaped like a you know like an oval shape, like an eye. It's a donut. Um, well, it's no, no, no. It's more. It is more like a traditional mm-hmm. eye shape. That 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 kind yeah. of like. I don't know what the net, the actual term is for that shape, and it probably doesn't ovoid. do ovoid. It's ovoid or yeah, I guess that's like it's hard to describe on a, a audio only podcast. But <laughs> just go look it up. I'll put a picture in the show notes. Fuck it. Just look at your eye. It's that shape. Yeah, it's it is that shape. Unless you're, I don't know, don't have eyes, then and then you can't look it up anyway. Yeah. So you haven't missed out. <laughs> yeah, so I'll do my best. <laughs> then you don't know what shape to look like anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, but. Um, it, yeah, it's a really interesting design. I th- like. I think that's purely that 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 design has got to have come. It's a very Japanese aesthetic, um, especially when you see some of the close-up shot, like it, that in the opening credits when you see that close-up shot of it panning along the side of the ship, and all the detail in the paneling and everything is freaking incredible. And also, I really one of the things that I like stuck with me from a child, and I really remembered coming back to it now were the Trident ships. And how much they look like um, the ship from Defenders of the Earth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they, they all shot trident shaped lasers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything was. Well, do you remember the episode where the, 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 there's that whole colony where it's like the shark men are coming to for their tridents? Yeah. We have to yes. make their tridents. Like the gods are the really tridents. into their branding. Yeah. It's just like everything is tridents. Mm-hmm. 
And it, it was always the big reveal. Like there was the um, the episode with the magic man who he like restores oh, all the magician in black. Yeah, yeah. The magician in black. Um, and then he's assassinated by his helper at the end. And then his helper just takes off this cloak and he's um, got a, he's a robot with a trident. <laughs> Surprise, like. motherfuckers! It's Poseidon again. <laughs> I know Poseidon, right? Like yeah. he didn't get much much uh, cred in the old like histories and stuff like nobody talks about well, Poseidon he, right? no, and, he, and in this he's the main thing yeah no he is the main antagonist of the Odyssey of well the, yeah because uh, it, it's the, he, the Cyclops that Odysseus kills Polyphemus is Poseidon's son and so that's the part in the Odyssey where they're really cast off course is after he kills the Cyclops mm -hmm. and Poseidon's mm. like that was my kid you dig well okay so we're gonna talk about let's talk about the literature really briefly because yeah. in this cartoon the whole thing comes about because basically the Cyclops kidnaps Ulysses' son, mm -hmm. and which yes. is like completely valid justification for going and rescuing him. Yeah. And then the Cyclops tries to kill them. They kill the Cyclops. Like, spoiler alert, sorry. It's given away in the opening credits. Yeah, they tell you very explicitly. kids or anything, but if someone steals a relative of mine and holds them hostage, threatens to kill them and stuff, I'll probably do everything I can, including possibly killing that person to get them back. I mean, it depends on the And then it's like, no, no, you've angered the gods. It's like, what? Gods have angered me. Yeah, they started it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that that is kind so of... what happens in the actual book? In the actual the, the book, poem. Um, I believe their ship comes to land on the Cyclops' island. I think some of the crew go... It's probably the crew's fault, because in a lot of the Odyssey, as you go along, the problem is usually the crew have done something fucking stupid, and now Odysseus has to sort it out. Um, crew's got a crew. I get, like they, they do something with sheep, right? I think they steal some of the sheep. Yeah. Maybe they eat one of the sheep, but basically Odysseus and some of the crew end up trapped in Polyphemus' cave, and he's like, you fucked with my sheep, I'm going to eat you. And he does eat some of them. Um, I think yeah. he, maybe he spit roasts them. I've got really vivid memories of this, but I don't know if I've just made them up after having read the book. I was like, yeah, that's you probably how it went down. Spit roast memories. I know. It, it's really telling where my mind goes that when you say spit roast, I don't think food. For those at home, you can't see the look. Me and Nero just gave each other. Um, so yeah, so in in the book, uh, Odysseus rescues his men. They they trick the Cyclops. They blind him. They kill him. They escape. But at that point, Odysseus is like, that was my most beloved mutant child i guess <laughs> um i i am i'm gonna make sure that you never get home and that's how the the main adventure of the odyssey starts my theory i've just literally got a crackpot theory just came out in my mind right now is that poseidon obviously is like an oceanic god mm -hmm. right so he, he he can create life and create sea life and everything but he's never really seen people before so he makes a cyclops and you know when you're underwater and water like dapples maybe he's <laughs> seen people looking into the water yeah. and because of the movement it makes it look like they only have one eye yeah. you know how weird things look like so he's like this is what you, this is what a human looks like Nailed being it. a yeah. cyclops <laughs> He's well proud of it. He's like, this is my greatest creation. This I made a land yeah. animal, guys. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so if, if we're taking this into the context of Ulysses 31, so the water makes people look like Gundams with one eye. <laughs> <laughs> space. No, the space. Space, space water. Space, space, sorry, space, 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 space yeah. looking into regular space. They're like, wow. Yeah, you have space people in the space, like within space, but I mean, this might, water into space. This might again be support for the idea that they're not gods, they're just incredibly advanced aliens. And, and the Cyclops in Ulysses 31, because he is basically a big mech thing, isn't he? Yeah. He's literally... It's more Zeus is the one who shows up again throughout the series, isn't he? Uh, no, I mean, it's really. no, it's both it's of them. It's, it's, so Poseidon's you, you, Cyclops. Uh, you get a lot. So all the shark men work directly for Poseidon. Um, yeah. And Zeus shows up. Uh, it's Zeus. It's Zeus is the 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 antagonist of the Calypso episode. Um, but and Zeus, I think, is the guy behind in the Sisyphus episode. 
But a lot of the other ones, it is um, Poseidon. Like, you know, when, uh, I can't remember where, it, they, they're on a planet and it's like, oh, the gods are after you, kind of like Poseidon's got basically got a bounty out on Ulysses. So ev that's why everyone tries to fuck with Ulysses because everywhere he goes, they're like, ah, Ulysses, we know you, the man that defied the gods. <laughs> Come in, we're not going to do anything shady. You can definitely trust us. Like, weirdly, like a mix of like Lovecraftian and Wizard of Oz because mm. the gods don't actually show up. You just see a giant floating head that could be a projection, right? Like they're yeah. never actually there. But they're, And they're always that, the Lovecraftian line, it's like they're always off camera, but an ever-present threat that's mm, like yeah. terrifying and you don't know what's going to happen next type thing the whole and, way through and that's why it's not suitable for kids yeah like wrapping up the first point like like it's i was it's quite terrifying mm, like I, at least 10 or 15 of the episodes are like genuinely not, you know like yeah. if you're a young child yeah they're genuinely like i i vividly remember being somewhat like i was in i was in trans by it and fascinated by it but i was also like this is kind of it felt like something i shouldn't be watching <laughs> Yeah, this uh, is maybe why I love the theme tune shoot so much. Because after that, I just clocked out in a fit of self despair. Yeah. Child, like, what is this horror? Like, I've just yeah. blocked, blocked it out like a traumatic experience. You know, it really is, and it's like, like even just in the opening credits. So the opening credits are really like upbeat, and hey, yeah, we're going on a space adventure. But at the same time, the visuals in that opening sequence, like just you know, where it's talking about the 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 cyclops and being cast into yep. space and everything like that, is really quite in like heavy for an opening yeah. of a kid's yeah. cartoon and, and sorry i just want to finish my, on my other point on the opening credit they wanted to kill epileptics there's so <laughs> much hardcore flashing in that opening hey, God's, credit god's hold no time for <laughs> epileptics obviously i think the thing but like okay so yes that's a really good point right the, mm. the theme tune is like yeah like kids it'll get kids up and jumping on the couch and stuff and then without fail i'm gonna say 99 of these episodes within the first five seconds someone's doing something having fun and it's all like whoop whoop alert alert like straight away <laughs> yeah. like oh shit there's a planet in the way there's reefs there's like you know crazy space within space or space the, stuff there's that like one every time it immediately goes from like this awesome theme tune to shit's going wrong yeah right now like uh, there's that one episode get to, the, get to the like they're never hanging around on the control deck they've but always no, got to get to the control deck there is that one episode that starts with them all sat in like the um the like some recreation area just drinking coffee and sat around they just sat around having coffee and tea like coffee and biscuits speaking of like them sitting around and there there is like one episode where you know uh, uh telemachus is riding his little hover bike and trailing nono behind them and they go through a lot of the interior of the ship how big is this ship it has oh a God, field massive. it has cows it has cows in it i mean they must have known they were going to be away for a long time right yeah. you don't just make the solar piece overnight <laughs> Plenty of floating crew, isn't there, in mm. there and stuff. And that yeah. was the point I was going to make, actually. The the floating crew, like the... It's something I didn't really think about till after we finished watching it, but all the way through the series, you've got that really eerie visual of the crew suspended in this room, and they're effectively dead. Yeah. And yeah. Ulysses and Telemachus and Yumi just kind of go in every now and then and be like, oh, this is really sad. But actually, <laughs> like, the psychological damage of living with that, fucking hell. So I watched, I watched the last episode yesterday, yeah. so I wanted this to be properly fresh. I, I watched it all over the last couple of weeks. And right at the end, I came to the realization that they're not actually dead or in stasis. They're like locked in syndrome. They know oh, that they've that been worse? like that the whole time because at the end, they, they recognize all of the things he's yeah. done for yeah, them, I didn't think which of means that. that they're present in mind 
but obviously floating in body. I mean, you yeah. would be wrecked, oh, right? You would, you would be, be yeah. insane. There's yeah. no yeah. coming back. There's, and we don't know. I was just thinking about this before as well. Time is so relative in kids' cartoons and stuff, like. But if this is actually like you in Odyssey, did it take him ten years? Like, <laughs> I, mean, I suppose Telemachus hasn't aged that much. Actually, no, none so of them have. But yeah. then that that can be attributed to kids' cartoon mm-hmm. animation yeah, exactly. limited. But even like, if it's a year, let's say, which still, is reasonable, like once per month something yeah. crazy happens, or I twice mean, per month. I mean, hell, even if it's like like from the point of the crew that are suspended in you know like locked in syndrome as you say like hell a couple of months of that would be enough to drive especially when if you're aware of everything that's going on you're hearing all these sirens going off and the ship being attacked and that one episode where the entire room that they're in is on fire for yeah. a bit and, and, you, and you cannot move yeah. you're just like this fire's coming towards me is someone going to come and help oh like, god this series oh no they'll send the robot the fire the fire ro- yeah, yeah like, the fireman robot the that fire- they have yeah I love that. Those were like a last minute addition to the toy range or something, right? Some of these robots. Have you seen, we need to put a new range out. Have you seen the toy range? There's some it's really so bad, whacked out. Right? Like there's the yeah. bendy figures that where they're all out of proportion. The feet are like twice well, as long like as the stretch arms from yeah. style. Yeah, like I feel that. like this is this wasn't like the other kids' cartoons of the era where the toy range and this came out like some uh, I don't know this for sure, but it didn't have that feel like mm. that it was to launch a toy range or anything no, like that. This not. was like a cartoon for the sake of the story. Yeah, and someone had a concept. I think that's weirdly the French influence maybe into this. Mm. They're, they're, Probably they're, Japanese like, they as well. Story. That, yeah. That's a very Japanese anime thing as well. Um, I, I mean, like I, I like I say, I'll link to Toy Galaxy's video on that because they do they deal more with the actual toy side okay. of things as well. Um, but uh, I'm not sure in what order. I think the, the cartoon was conceived first and then the toy line followed. Um, like the only key, the only two things out of the toy line that looked really good were the, you know, the, the three part ship that they have. Um, oh yeah. That, yeah. that's looks really cool. And then there is a version of it in the toy line that turns into a mecha robot because, <laughs> you know, Japanese. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> um, and nice. But the, yeah, cause I love this. I love this as a kid and I had like toys from all the other like kids cartoon shows like at least a figurine or something but I never had anything from this. No, it was like, really, I think because it, I mean, you're you're about the same age as me, aren't you? Uh, yeah. So like eighty six. Yeah. So I would have missed the first one. I would have watched the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. same. And so I think by that time the toy line was completely dead in the water and discontinued because this yeah. originally aired like eighty one to eighty two, kind of eighty three. I imagine it was that, kind of a hard sell for people. Lucasfilm just squashed it because uh, there this was is Star some, Wars. There was some legal issues with music in the pilot episode around yeah. Star Wars, wasn't there? There was yeah. like a sting that. They basically they just ripped from Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, but I'm not surprised because, um, like, he has a he has a lightsaber. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean. Like, it's it is also Star Wars. Gone, he dresses like a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or the 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 clothes are very. It's odd. that usual futuristic thing of everyone just wears color blocked. Yeah. So we've Basically. been watching the we've been rewatching all of Next Generation uh, Star Trek, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it is just that future thing of like, oh, oh yeah, all my clothes are one color today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. This is my outfit, and yeah. I'm wearing dungarees because that's hip and yeah, fresh. But I, I can imagine like a lot of the the toy uh, the cartoon series from this era that are really easy sells. Like He Man is an easy sell, right? Yeah. For a toy line, he's big, he's heroic, he's bulky, he has a big cap. Awesome. I mean, I can imagine this being a really hard sell because there's. Even the final episode, where in theory they get to go home, you don't see them go home. No. There's not a lot of like hope and optimism in it, and I imagine that might have been a bit of a barrier in terms of getting it out there in front of kids. Yeah, and there's no visible bad guy like I mentioned before. Mm. Like yeah. the gods, you know, there's no figurine for that. 
unless no. you're trying to encourage children to be the terror that is in the toys <laughs> world, which is not a healthy, you know, yeah. it's not a healthy play experience. Although you could, you could You've re- got to put these toys through horrendous trials. Every, you are every the cosmic evening. horror. Yeah. Um, they could have released like a Zeus mask that they, the kid could <laughs> wear while they're playing with the figures. <laughs> Just like some big ancient Greek <laughs> mythology. But, like, like a statue. The statue yeah. mask. That's what he looks like. He actually looks like the old yeah, statue. Yeah, they, they, the they made a conscious to... effort to kind of like emulate that... Um, that uh, that feel of the the classic um, the classic literature, uh, especially and it's not it... educational either. No. Like just thinking the purpose of this cartoon because it's like the Odyssey, but it's not actually the no. Odyssey. So it's I mean, like the a Odyssey wasn't a bit. very educational. Either, no. to be fair, no. Um, um, I don't I, think that's what his intention. I, I I genuinely I think this was conceived as something that like because I tell you one thing I do want to do is go back and watch it maybe on mushrooms because I think that could be a lot of fun. But maybe too dark, I don't know. The visuals know. are a the bit visual, too much, maybe. The visuals you know could be. Oh, actually, the tone, actually. Yeah, the visuals mm. would be exciting, but the tone, tone I don't think, would complement at no. all. Like. Do you know what I would like to do? Because I see this series as being similar isn't the right word, but it's kind of comparable to Mysterious Cities of Gold. I think it's it's the same idea of like, you know, we, we, we just have a story to tell. We have a, a high concept that we want to get down. It's not about selling a toy line or entertaining the kids. And yeah. I would like to go and rewatch Cities of Gold and kind of find the parallels between that and Ulysses 31. I think, yeah, yeah. I, I never liked it. A lot of people I rave loved about it. Yeah. Like, like, I didn't get it. Like, I didn't, when I read about it as an adult, you know, when you kind of revisit these things as an adult, and I read about the kind of big ideas behind it, I was like, okay, I did not get that at all as a kid. <laughs> that was way yeah. over my head. Mm. But I remember loving it as a kid. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, it was definitely one of my, like, my staples as a kid were obviously the Ulysses, Jace. Uh, Mysterious Cities of Gold, Battle of the Planets, um, uh, Robotech, um, and then I, I like I never really got into He Man in a big way. I like it's a sacrilege thing to say, but I probably watched more of the new adventures of He Man than I did of the classic one when I was a kid. I, I like this is you know I, I'm always accused of lowering the tone, but I had to admit I loved Dick when I was a kid, right? <laughs> yeah. Because like there are so many like masks. Yes, I loved well, um, I got that on DVD. You know, like there's like, even, even stuff like Rainbow Bright. My sister yeah. used to watch as well. Like there were so many Inspector Gadget, yeah. which I think you guys are talking about possibly yeah. doing an episode on yes. at some point. Maybe like there's there's so many. Like they like when you saw Deek at the end of the mm. show, right? Like they're all quality. Yeah. They were all like it was they really, made my childhood. really like amazing time for kids cartoons. Yeah, completely. <laughs> yeah. Um, coming back to actually Ulysses. Um, so one, so you you watched the ending, the last episode, like recently. That is possibly one of the darkest of the episodes as well, because when they get into the city of Hades and all these like dead people are just fate back, it reminded me of the you know the angels in that episode of Doctor Who that like when you do, when you're not looking, they move towards you. Like Boo from Mario, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. They're just yeah. like these... if they touch you, you die. No, yeah. that's it. Like uh, it's really like that's a, that's a, like no one dies in kids' cartoons. Whereas in this, there was genuine pre- like constant threat of death. And you are um, left yeah. for a minute or two thinking, well, that's it. He's not getting home. Ulysses is dead. And like then, it's, they're like all twist surprise the yeah. last couple of minutes, right? <laughs> it, and it, it, it's just such a like the the um, the whole um, like 
because who is it? Um, the the guy that takes him over the river sticks, not uh, Caron. No, not 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 Caron. Um, the actual guy he gets in the ship with, you know, who's going oh, to Orpheus. Get... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Orpheus. Is that also in the Iliad? Because that's a separate story. No, right? that Orpheus. again, I think is Ovid's Metamorphoses, where he um, Orpheus yeah. goes to Hades to bring back his wife. Yeah, that's uh, all he can't turn yeah. around. Isn't yeah, it? it's like yeah. one yeah. thing. And like, it's weirdly, don't look at your wife, way. and he looks yeah. at his wife. Yeah. <laughs> stuff um, no, we never know what happened to him in this as well no. he disappeared he just he goes did. up the elevator he looked with, at his wife yeah, yeah. and looked, that's what you get yeah um, the interesting thing was, like it's not he's re- only just in a passing shot but Caron in that is like basically a cyborg guy because you just see him in the ship towing the Odyssey and then you just see like the glint of red in his eyes like he's the fucking Terminator <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a twist that, that would be great like the Terminator Ulysses 31 crossover <laughs> it is a really sincere episode that's the kind of thing that if I seen it as a kid I would definitely have had nightmares I, I like I well I remember watching it as a kid and I remember being home from school so this was like I was really this is one of the times I had the flu the worst when I was a kid and I just had fever dreams for days because in the same, like I was watching Ulysses 31, which already was getting into me and tripping me out. And then my parents both thought, oh, do you know what? Let's let him stay up and watch Robocop. So I went, I went, I went to bed like with just this violence and this mashup of Ulysses 31 and violent Robocop, the, the scene where he dies at the beginning, just in my head and was just like, completely wigged out for like a day <laughs> just fever dreaming between those two things it was, yeah it was this really is like weird. me when i watched superman 3 as a kid and that woman gets turned into a fucking robot it scarred <laughs> me for life like parents vet what your children are watching no don't i, I watched <laughs> i watched <laughs> I, I watched alien when i was a kid and it did me the world of good yeah i watched like a when i was like it really helped me get over my fear of aliens <laughs> No, it actually did. So I used to have a genuine fear of being abducted when I was a child. So when I was like really young, I'm talking like, you know, six, seven, um, I was terrified of the, um, uh, the, H.E. Wells's, um, uh, but the musical version. Oh, oh yeah, 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 the 70s. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I love it. I love it now. But when I was a kid, my parents exactly. would my parents would threaten, like if I wouldn't go to bed, they'd threaten to put that on. And if they put it on, I'd just run upstairs and hide. And it was so bad that I used to have to sleep um, facing my window with my door open because I was convinced the aliens were going to come through my window and get me. <laughs> um, so yeah, like Alien, watching Alien as a kid definitely helped me get over my fear of Alien. I don't know how like, that made it better. Like, what about Alien? Were you like, well, if Aliens come, it'll probably be fine. Well, no, because it was like, well, they don't have ships. It's fine. <laughs> no, I just, but they're very good at getting onto other people's yeah, ships. Yeah, but my... my, my Parasite, yeah. Yeah, but my, my, as a child, my brain just went, well, don't look in any fucking eggs and you'll be fine. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the main <laughs> takeaways. <laughs> That's how to survive Don't stick, maybe, yeah. don't don't stick, stick your, your face in space eggs. Yeah. Um, so now my, my parents were really cautious about what we watched as kids. Like they both saw The Exorcist when they were underage. And obviously at the time, The Exorcist was a big fucking deal. And they were both pretty scarred by it. So we weren't allowed to watch or read deal. any horror at all. Like I had to hide fucking point horror books under my bed. Maybe that's why you haven't seen Ulysses. Maybe, yeah. As a child, like they watched it and were like, no, 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 no. I don't, they wouldn't really necessarily have like vetted stuff for us, but I don't, I don't know. They were just, they were very much like, you can't read Stephen King. You can't go and see a horror film. Whereas my mum was like, hey, Clive Barker's Weave World, there you go. <laughs> 
<laughs> and get your head around that as a kid. But I do think UC31 is something, I just feel in my bones that my dad would not have approved of it. Um, I don't think so either, but I, I like, I, I, you know, I can't think of many cartoons that your dad would have been like. He you know, did like He-Man. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Terrible, but... terrible message though, <laughs> He-Man, surely. Well, to- well, toxic masculinity. Apart from the last five <laughs> minutes where he came on screen and said, gave you an actual moral yeah. message. Didn't Mask do that as well? Like, Robin Mask always is. had a marrow. Yeah. The, a, a marrow? A marrow. No, a marrow. Just Pokemon. <laughs> hey, you. kids, look after your marrow. Um, the one I remember specifically, probably because it was such a shitty cartoon, was the Double Dragon one. Oh, Dress yeah. the Double Dragon cartoon? I never watched it when it. I, I've seen it since, but never saw it yeah, as a kid. It's awful, but I loved it. And Billy and Jimmy would come out at the end and it would be like, you know, kids, if someone touches you inappropriately, talk to someone you trust, like your rabbi. And that's like, just like, I don't know what any of these things you've said mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose if you were a Jewish kid, you're lucky, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, to not have a rabbi? No rabbis or sex pests. <laughs> to not need to tell a rabbi about sex pests, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's, I guess that, that is that just an underhanded shot of the Catholic Church? Just like, don't tell your priest. Because that they'll just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like whatever your denomination what? is, trust go, the rabbi. Yeah, don't don't so do, like don't if someone's taught you, don't go to the Catholic priest because all the other him. cartoons of our youth had like these like episodic like moral messages, but mm. Ulysses does not have that. But one no. thing no. Ulysses does have is an actual like pseudo cohesive story. Like mm. it actually yeah, has, it has a an beginning arc. and an end. Mm. And even I think the last five or six episodes start to actually like draw you into an end like mm. they do start talking in those episodes about being closer oh. to the end yeah definitely like they're, they they're, they're close to, to it and stuff which mm. you never like none of us have watched all of any of these series when we were kids we never watched any of these series no. in, or, in any order no it no it was just whatever was on yeah and you just jump around and stuff and this does have like if the only only episode the only kind of like like logic behind it that Ulysses has is like gods are terrible and will put you like life is an incredible hard challenge. <laughs> yeah. But if you try really hard and outwit everybody, you'll overcome it and also be mean to your children. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's not. It's not. You know, where's the message? It I is. Can, it is. Life I is a grind. Life. You know, and at the end of the day, you're going to need somebody else to intervene to really help you. Yeah. Which, yeah. to be fair, if you're going to give kids a message, you might as well give them a factual one. Yeah. <laughs> so True, this is yeah. this very, yeah. fantasy space opera was actually preparing us for the real world. Yeah, life is shit and then you die. You're going to have to appease someone you hate in order to get ahead in life. Yeah. Um, so interesting sidebar, but um, I was just looking through the Wikipedia page because um, uh, I, I wanted to check the music. Yeah, it was uh, Shiki Levy and uh, Haim Saban. <laughs> and I came across the Japanese version had different music, obviously, because it was probably, I need to look it up. I, uh, I've not heard it, but the um, opening theme is called Ginga Densetsu Odyssey, which translates to Galactic Legend Odyssey. That's a pretty cool title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. He's been upgraded from a Greek, a Greek legend, I guess. Yeah. Galactic Legend. <laughs> and then the, uh, the, it had a different ending theme, whereas... I thought you, know, you said it had a different ending. No, no, it had a different ending theme because um, obviously in the Western release, they just played the opening a bit of the opening theme during the closing credits again uh whereas there they have i toki no kata, uh, kanata ni which uh is love over love over the other side of time which is kind of deep <laughs> yeah that's another oh. and, terrifying and you know what it wasn't just the beginning and end and end music the music throughout, throughout the whole that, show that sting, was like mad the like sting it was so good where they whenever there's a a, a fight scene that Yes, and Nono's little do 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 do. All the music. I, I, I would actually, I would posit actually. Then you know, you're talking about watching on mushrooms. If you could get a version of Ulysses where there was no dialogue, 
and just and the it music. Was only the background music and tracks. I think it would be worth a watch then because yeah. the music tells the story. Yeah. Throughout the whole thing, it sets the tone for every scene. Like, and that's the kind of stuff again compared to other ca- cartoons of the era. That effort was never put in. No. Like, name me a He-Man like Sting or mm. not the theme tune. You know what I mean? Like, there's none of that. You can't think of the music no. from any other kids' cartoons. The only one that stands out really is the Transformers. That's the only one. The like the scene transition. That's it. That's the only one that really stands out as like a notable. Yes, and it had, it had two, didn't it? If it was cutting to Decepticons or Autobots, it, it was would basically play a different, it, it was just uh, different jingle. Yeah, it was just slightly pitched differently. I think it was effectively the same. Yeah. No, it was just a different, different octave. Yeah, but this had like you know, like I said, like there's battle going on. Yeah. This is it. Like Ulysses is getting his fucking sword out. Like the, the here's the music. That episode uh, with the winds, where he's got a, like he's in that challenge where he's basically in like a, a laser quest effectively yeah. and they're, they're popping out and shooting at him with chess laser chess <laughs> the whole sound design through that entire episode yeah. is fucking outstanding um, it, it really is something very very unique that I don't think could have come along like I don't think you could make it now and I don't think you could have made it any earlier like I think it was very much of that very small period of time where cartoons were becoming a bit more people were just throwing stuff at the wall to see what stuck yeah um and it still had that little bit of tail influence of just trippy 70s vibe to it it definitely yeah, feels it definitely more like a 70s over. thing than an 80s thing yeah. to me like yeah. obviously it's very early 80s but to me the music is much more 70s well i mean it, it's pure prog rock yeah. it is it, it, like it's just oh, yeah. distilled prog rock and he is one of the Bee Gees. like he, yeah. is, like, he <laughs> looks you know he's he looks like the 70s man doesn't he really, <laughs> he really like, does it's like his beard and uh, just big. Like, have you noticed that the front of his hair looks like Yosemite Sam's mustache? Yeah, <laughs> it really does. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like you styled that. Like, <laughs> you chose someone, that. someone yeah. needs to have words. This is what happens when you don't bring your wife to make the solar piece with you. <laughs> Nobody's going to criticize your choices. Yeah, why didn't he bring his wife with? Like, why were you like? What was the 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 the, the outset? Like, obviously, in the original Odyssey, you're going. He's going off to war, yeah. so you're not going to take your wife with you. But he's just gone off to like one can infer a peace conference of some description, right? He's not been at war. He's probably he's been making this whole piece. So it's probably just been you know a G one summit. Well, or something. No, I mean, like- oh my god, I need to watch the first episode again because I think maybe they're assuming a patriarchy, right? <laughs> that- in the future, in the year 3000, it's only men who are in no, charge of it. And he's literally not... left her indoors. Mm. He's, no, he's, he's taken his not... son with him, but has he got daughters? Mm. He's got women on his crew, though. He's got a woman. Yeah, there's one woman on his crew. Woman. Yeah, well, I, mean, I was just thinking. Pleasure woman aboard, don't the, you? Um, <laughs> the, the need for a solar peace does imply a solar unrest. So he could have been. Oh. Like, you don't make yeah. peace when you're already at peace, you know? Maybe they've been quelling the female uprising because they do go to that planet as well. <laughs> that's, they where go to that making, planet that's where they're, they're making the tridents. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, where they're making the tridents. And it's the, the men on the planet are making the women do it. Yeah. yeah and the, there's not really much from Ulysses that's like, this is wrong because yeah. of that. <laughs> he's, he's just kind of against... He's you, against I the shark. He's really against know. the making of the tridents yeah. and the shark yeah. people. But he's but, fine and, with and the societal the, arrangements. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't really know. Ulysses doesn't really have opinions on anything. No, U- Ulysses, whenever he encounters anything, he... Like, um, parenting. He, well, <laughs> his main thing is like, everything is like, how can this get me home? I don't really give a shit about yeah, you. Yeah, what episode is it where... The, it might be the same episode where the king is dying and instead of letting him speak to his daughter, he's just yeah, like, so how that, do I get home? Like, yeah, where's the map? Where's the fucking that, map? It is that yeah. episode, yeah. And then there's that one episode with the, uh, you, the other... What's the planet that... Um, 
Numenor and Zartra. Uh, Zartra. So that that episode with the blind guy and the other Zartran, uh, where they ha- might have a map, and um, he's like got to trick him into going into the graveyard of ships thing. Because um, uh, doesn't like they they just go dri- he just lets them go drifting off into space at the end he's like oh they'll find somewhere else be never fine. mind <laughs> just, oh, let's go whatever and just like every like th- the title song says uh bringing, bringing peace and, peace jo- and justice, justice to all. all he's doing is leaving devastation in his wake he's <laughs> like there's so much civil unrest like the only one time where he he genuinely leaves a co- like because even with the Trident episode, yes, they're all unified in that, but they're just floating through space now, like because of the where they blew away from the factory it just jettisons their colony to and they've still got a problem with the patriarchy yeah. you know what I mean you didn't he's resolve just like, that he's just like oh well they're done this now this is your problem now yeah. you've kept the, the women in the factory for these years there's um, there's uh, the other episode as well um, oh god it's just popped out of my head damn it um Shit, I can't remember now. Never mind. Um, but yeah, it, it is just a, a yeah. wake of destruction uh, that follows but him that, wherever he goes. I mean, that's also goes. very true to the original Odysseus, who was kind of known for being this cunning trickster asshole. you know? So that's kind of on point. Yeah. Um, he. It, yes. He, he is a very one-track-minded... Um, he's not a sympathetic character. Well, I don't, I don't know about I, I that. Think I just they don't sort think... of try and make him, though, because he is trying to save his crew. You yeah. Know? yeah like, he's I mean, the he's... ultimate figurehead of a captain, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, he's the I, captain I think he's, he's this ideal of a, of a, a noble space hero. Um, but that doesn't necessarily translate into personality. I, in terms of you saying like space hero, I like... I don't know if you have ever seen the original um, Harlock Space Captain. No. And I know there's the reboot version on Netflix, but there's the original one, which was from around like the uh, like it was like eighties, nineties anime. <clears throat> like I definitely think there's some there's some cross inspiration there in terms of the the just the the archetypal space character, uh, like space hero character, very stoic, very um, you know forthright man. But I also think again because you know, the audience in theory is kids, that it doesn't really matter if Ulysses doesn't have a personality you can grab onto because for kids, it's going to be Telemachus and Yumi and Nono that are the main attraction. Nono! Yeah. Nono doesn't get enough love, actually. Like, there's there's some fucking episodes where Nono's like, um, it's the Lotus Eaters one. Where they're coming out of the, um, they're, they're running out of the, the the cave that's collapsing, and boulders just fall on this robot, and he's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> we did, there's a couple of episodes like that where no no examples like ridiculous strength for the size of him. There's a press, you know, where he yeah. meets the other no no, the female yeah, version yeah, the... of him, and he just holds up this like thing that should be able to crush all metal. Yeah. He's like, nah, no problems. Uh, that's another dark episode. It's just like, oh yeah, he's met this lovely girl, and then she just dies at the end. Yeah, like she actually yeah, just dies. Like the one episode when. Nono gets some spotlight. Mm. You know, he gets some time to spend with some of the characters and a bit of development. And and one of the first things he says to her, <laughs> her is fancy a nail. Yeah. <laughs> and then he pulls a nail out of his crotch and she's like, ooh, yeah. And and eats it. And then he says something like, Oh, no that's one- the first time one has ever said yes oh it's Literally, the first time anyone's ever yeah you said yes and yeah, eaten a nail lots of no no's virginity <laughs> in so because like it's such a weird section in there and then all of a sudden they're like in love and following each other around the whole time and yeah. she sacrifices for him and all that but mm. and again it's, it, yeah and that while ulysses is by a uh, fight 
that that the, there's the the giant lion mecha lion thing that they end up fighting mecha tiger thing and he's like oh my sword will be useless against it i'm like what why 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 will it be and then he attacks it and it, the sword makes it bigger and i'm like all right fair so enough he was right, he he was right. Anyway. <laughs> yeah it's like made of something i can't remember he does say something doesn't he made of something specific yeah that, yeah it's just like you, your, your sword has cut through everything else up until this point and then now it's useless <laughs> That's the one improvement they did make on the lightsaber, though. They put a gun in it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But it can only do one or the other. Yeah, it can't like, shoot and sword. Yeah. Which, I mean, like, that's the missing trick. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but you can see, did they, did they get sued by Lucasfilm? I imagine they did. I don't um, know if they got sued, but there was some legal action over a piece of... I'm sure it was over a piece if of... If it's yeah. only the music, I'm impressed, yeah. because, like, the design well, I mean, and the sword... You, like, you, you want to talk about, you want to talk about um, Star Wars ripoffs. Let's, let's just take a quick analyze, uh, look at Jason the Wheel Warriors. You have Jace, who is Luke Skywalker. You have Herc Storm Sailor, Han Solo. He has a ship. He's a he's like, oh yeah, if you pay me, I'll take you somewhere. He's the wisecracking work. You have um uh what's the wizard, his, guy. The wizard guy, what's his name? Um shit. I can't remember, but he is basically your Obi-Wan Kenobi. You have um And Yoda uh, mixed into one. You have Oon, who is your R2D2, and then you have Flora, who is I also there. Yes. Yeah. Leia? <laughs> but, mm, <laughs> but yeah, but the, the, in terms of just basically taking the Star Wars archetypes, ripping them wholesale and putting them into different bodies. Yeah, but yeah. what I will say about that is the Star Wars archetypes are just archetypes. Well, you know, yeah. oh, yeah. it's, it's not like we can't, George yeah. Lucas invented the plucky young hero, you know? Well, I mean, no. Star Wars is just another interpretation of the hero's journey, right? Yeah, it's it's a, a reskinned Flash Gordon for all intents and purposes. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Give it, giving it too much credit that it, it yeah. created these things when actually it just... So, you know, another. I think there's, yeah. there's a limited number. There's like seven plots in all of literature, right? And they're just kind of reskinned yeah. over and over again. So, how, how many of them have you used? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes in the same book. <laughs> um, speaking of, you just finished another book, didn't you? I did. I finished writing a book on Thursday. Yes. Yay. So, uh, oh. when, when that comes out, we'll be uh, doing a special episode where I'm going to interview Naomi about her book, which is going to be strange. I think. <laughs> yeah. But, really, especially this is a, a, a pen name book so it's going to be really weird so I, am I going to interview <laughs> are you going to act are you going to put on an accent no then? no 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 but the, the books I write under my pen name are, are much more kind of explicitly romance focused and sexy times and a bit silly than the books lots I write under my own dicks. name <laughs> lots of lots of dicks <laughs> this one had no less than five dicks as I've, as I've said since a young child I've loved we've nothing all but loved dicks, dicks so yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and on that note so yeah that, this has been our, our look back at um, Ulysses 31 a very interesting and unique cartoon that came out during that spate of times where all cartoons came out it's something that I think in hindsight when you go back and look stands out more so than the rest of everything else that came out around that time it's got such a unique atmosphere, incredible art style. Um, even though there is one bit that annoys the piss out of me in the opening credits, the final Ulysses 31 in the opening credits is off center. <laughs> to the, 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 the thing behind it, mm. if you watch it, it's slightly off to one side and then the 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 the, the, fl the frame is shaking. It's just like, it really irritates me. Like you had one job, put it in the middle. <laughs> Yeah, Maybe totally it's unsponsored plug here, but the was it the Adam Adamant, which is on YouTube, which is the guy who yeah. like digitally restored and put it up. I wonder if that's maybe just an art, uh, something because of 
it being digitized. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe. I'm not sure. Because the frame moves occasionally and some other stuff, and no, maybe that's part of... It could have, it could have been, definitely. Because um, he's the guy that also uploaded the Unaired pilot as well, which is... He's got it in English, um, but it's missing half the audio, and it's choppy, and it's like... The small... Yeah, but it's clearly taken from VHS. Yeah, yeah completely. Like, when you look at it, it's, probably yeah. not even VHS if you think about it, because it was never released or read. So it was probably like taken from fucking big reels, Betamax, Betamax, you know, something like that, Laserdisc. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that, it's that's definitely. Um, I will put a link in the show notes to the playlist for the full uh, all the episodes on, on Ulysses Thirty One on YouTube. Uh, as well as the Toy Galaxy episode uh, where they talk, where uh, it talks about Ulysses. It's definitely something that if you didn't watch it first time round, you should go back and watch it. And even if you did see it as a kid, revisit it because I guarantee you there's more in there than you remember. And if it terrified you as a kid, that was probably sensible. <laughs> <laughs> you are a normal kid. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys have enjoyed that. We've got some uh, other episodes coming up. Um we're gonna have a we've got some more face-off episodes coming up we've got a retro review of wrestlemania x7 uh in the pipeline um we're going to be doing uh I, I, so as some of you guys know we, we talk about mental health a lot on this show uh we've got an episode coming up where i'm going to talk very candidly about eating disorders and my struggles with eating disorders because i'm going to be going into uh, treatment for it finally at long fucking last um and i'm actually going to do uh periodic episodes where i kind of track the treatment and the progress and just to kind of like you know have a voice out there of something you know i don't know i don't it's still very much informed but there's going to be a lot of discussion on eating disorders so feel free to skip those episodes if it's not your jam um other than that what else have we got on the pipeline um by the time this comes out who knows because we've recorded a couple in advance so now yeah. i don't know like what's real and what's not um but yeah we're definitely planning more face-offs yeah people seem to really like those i really like doing the research for them so we're gonna have serpenta versus hordak which i think we've mentioned before yeah i, I want to do frankenstein versus dr herbert west which purely for my own gratification nobody else will care but i'm fucking doing it and you're gonna hear my theories about it being a necromance love affair um uh- <laughs> Towards the end of uh, April for Naomi's birthday, we're doing a special birthday face-off because uh, <laughs> I share a I share a birthday with Kurt Angle, and I share a birthday with Vladimir Lenin. So we're doing Kurt Angle. <laughs> I'm versus sure you Lenin. can see there will be many parallels between these two people. Amazing. Um, with, oh, it's going to be fun. Actually, I'm reading a. It's going to be fun. I'm reading a book about communism. Yeah. Um, I'm reading a book about um, the rise of the communism after World War II. Um, but there's, there's a story in there's a story in there about how popular Lenin was in the UK after the Second World War and like they built a statue of him somewhere. So one of the reasons that the Allies were reluctant to say no to Stalin when they were carving up Europe was because it might play badly at home, which I just think is amazing. So it's not, you know, we don't condone anything Stalin or Lenin did, but I'm looking forward to pitting Lenin against Kurt Angle in um, competition. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. Like you say, the categories to be determined. We're going to have to think (laughs) quite hard about that. I mean, one of them has got to be who would win in a fight because Lenin could go, like Lenin could throw down. He wasn't He wasn't an Olympic level wrestler. No, but he wasn't. Let's just save that thought for the episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, but thank you, Mark, for joining us on this uh, this look back. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll have you on again, uh, maybe, to, maybe to talk. Uh, so I, I, there is part of me that wants to talk about Jason and the Wheel Warriors because I've got a lot of things to say I about. I would definitely that. rewatch it again for sure. Uh, it's it's, um, and that's another one that I never saw the first time around. So, and you've only seen bits and pieces of it yeah. when I played it to you. 
interesting, like Jason Weir Warrior is probably my favorite opening theme and has a kick-ass ending theme as well, which is really, really worthwhile checking out. Um, so yeah, uh, I hope you've enjoyed this. Be sure to um, like the show wherever you like, wherever you listen to your podcast. Please do leave us a review and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And until next time, we shall love you and leave you. Stay safe, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.